and we are back. Fat Man Talking Podcast 2020. What's going on, guys? Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. We have our first interview of the year. Very, very excited to introduce the interview with Dom Platt. He's a Muay Thai fighter out of the UK. Really great chat. Dude is serious energy. Uh, really excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, so look, thanks for tuning in. I'll take it over to the interview now. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Fat Man Talking Podcast. I'm here with Dom Platt, fat lad to Muay Thai fighter. Uh, dude, for those who don't know you, can you give me a quick maybe 10, 15 second intro, just a little bit about yourself, and we'll get into the real details after. Uh, yeah, uh, I am a fat lad. As, as the, the kind of name does it, really, fat lad turned Muay Thai fighter. Uh, so two years ago, I was 97 kilos. Um, now I actively compete in, in the sport of Thai boxing or Muay Thai. Um, now at about 70, 72 kilos. So, awesome, yeah. man. So look, take me back a little bit to say when you were growing up. So where did you grow up in the UK and what was life like? Like at what point did it switch from being, say, you're just regular person to like suddenly the weight's gotten on top of you and maybe you're thinking you need a bit of a change? Well, I didn't discover Thai boxing until I was like 24. Yeah. So like growing up, life was life was good, man. I, I lived I lived a good a good childhood. Um, I had quite a passion for musical theatre, so I danced um, and performed a lot. Um, so that's kind of where the element of fat lad comes in because it's my way of performing. I've come to realise that most recently because um, somebody somebody had said to us, "Well, it's kind of like your way of performing in a way, isn't it?" And I was like, "Eh." Yeah, I suppose I think it is, you know, like when you're on your phone, on the camera, on the daily, you know. Um, so my, I feel as though I kind of had a good base built at that point without me knowing. Balance, dancing, sort yeah. of in the chorus, do you know what I mean? Okay, um, so like you did that from a very young age and then did you do it the whole way up to into your 20s or when did that kind of fall off? Early, early teens, it fell off at about 18, 19. So awesome. I, I was kind of, I'd just finished college. Um, and I kind of, I mean, throughout high school, I was always the, the one that could do more, uh, sort of the one that was always talking in class and never really put full attention to the work because I was always busy talking to people, <laughs> never did his homework and always after school because he, he always had to do his homework and stuff. Um, so it was, social, school has always more been a, a social element for me. Uh, yeah. Like a social thing, it's, it's getting to grow your network and 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 just connect with people and that's what i enjoy to do awesome um, man that's very cool so well, like talk to me a little bit maybe about say the few months leading up to when you decided to go tie boxing i mean what led you there oh well at that point i was working in a bank i was working so always I'd, fun yeah so i'd bank. moved so i'd moved back so <laughs> i kind of when i finished college I moved out to Switzerland to go live with my mum for a couple of years. Oh, wow. Because um, my mum was living and working out there. She said it would be a good opportunity. Da, 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 da. Um, see and do some things that you wouldn't not normally get the chance to do. So I was like, yeah, good chance. We'll, we'll take that. Um, worked with children for a couple of years. Um, random. In a nursery looking after kids. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, it was sick, man. I absolutely loved it. And it... And it and it then obviously set me up to become a father. Now, father of two. I've got two of I my see own. You, you're the um, early training. You're sorted. Yeah, man. 
and, and it was funny when my kids were born, my, what my, my wife said to us, she was like, Dom, like, you're going to have to show us how to do a nappy because I've never done one. I was like, don't worry, seasoned professional. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> bums, no problem. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say one of the very few men that has that skill early. Fair it's, play, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so then I moved back to, to Sunderland. So now that's where I am now. I'm based in Sunderland. I grew up in York. Moved to Switzerland, now I'm in Sunderland. So I've been in Sunderland now for like eight, eight nine years, I'm coming up. Um, and kind of fell into just a normal, normal working life, really. I became a normal functioning member of society, got a job in a call centre, got some sales experience, and that led to working in a bank. Um, enjoyed working in the bank for a little while, and I was just bored. Like, my type of person, I, I get, I've got a lot of energy. And if I don't burn it, I get bored very easily and I get quite self-destructive or can get quite self-destructive. So I needed something. And to be honest, I never, I never thought that Northern Kings was a Thai boxing gym. I thought it was an MMA gym. It's, when you Googled it, like, uh, I, I, I think I Googled MMA in Newcastle yeah. and that came up. It was like MMA in Muay Thai. And I walked in and it evidently wasn't an MMA gym. It was a Google thing that it done to get people in. And um, obviously did my research. And I mean, I obviously then did my research that night and Googled it, Muay Thai and found it. And I was like, whoa, my eyes lit up. I was like, holy shit. Like, this looks wicked. Um, turned up two hours early to the, to the beginner's class. And yeah, it, it, it's funny because my brother sat here next to us and he's just done his first class yesterday. And I, I, and I explained, I said to him the story and it, I remember the first, my first session, it was quiet. There was only like five people in it. And um, Jedward was there, one of the lads who we trained with. And Craig had called it one, two hook. And it was like, bam, bam, bam. And it was like, he goes, have you ever done anything like this? Have you, have you ever done anything before? And, and, I, and I said, no, because I haven't really. I maybe did like a, a two or three or four week session at the youth club of boxing when I was like 15, 16. Yeah. It wasn't anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was like, have you ever done anything like this before you? And I was like, uh, no, no. And, and it just, in that moment, it just felt whatever it was, whatever it was, it just just became a part of me you know like yeah. you know like spider-man and like, the DNA and it, it just bit you in that moment and that was it it just became a part of me because then it because then Muay Thai blog started and I started just writing about my training we came in we did 50 kicks today and um, we kind of we hit the bag da, 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 da. we did all these exercises blah 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 people read it and then it led to like something a little bit bigger me going to events and interviewing people and getting to know the fighters and and it's funny that I've, I was just literally having this conversation with these guys, how um, I've got that connection with the sport before I've actually then become four years later a fighter. So like I've got this media element already there, this background where I, I was interviewing like all these guys that were like elite level fighters, like Harrison, I've, I've um, interviewed, spent time with Harrison quite a lot um Harrison Liam Harrison is it um yeah yeah Liam Harrison yeah awesome. I've been down did some filming with him for Yoko I was working for Yoko at the time so like I've I've got I've got this background from a media perspective where I've I'd wrote I'd write interview them and we'd go down do some filming with them with the fighters and stuff and now it's strange being on on the flip side of it do yeah you know it's quite cool though like, it's, it's quite a cool transition because you nearly you immerse yourself in the world expecting nothing 
four years on, suddenly it's it's taken a new element. It's gotten that bit bigger for you. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, because like I was in the process of working. I'd we'd come up I'd come up with this concept with a few friends, um, something called Fight Record. And it was it was it will be a successful business, but it was at the same time, it was kind of it came to a, a crossroad moment where it whereby you ha- I had to decide whether it was pursue fight record and do it from a media perspective um, or pursue fighting and, and go tunnel vision on the fighting. And I made, I, I made that decision. I gave up my shares of the business and said, right, that's, that's my, that's my decision I've made. I want to, I want to continue it. And that's, that's what I've got to live with now. And now I've got to now step forward and do what I said I was going to do and get my 10 fights plus. And I'm working towards that. And, very, very cool. Yeah, we've had some exciting announcements over these past couple of days. Man. I know, we'll have to get to those. So just take me back a small bit, okay? So you, you entered the gym, you're an amateur, you're loving the training. What's your mindset like going in? Are yeah. you just going in because you love the sport? Or are you going in because maybe things aren't going yeah, right fitness-wise? 100%. So I've, I said this in an Instagram post today that when I first started, then for that first two, 18 months, two years, I was in there purely as a fan. Like, I didn't want to fight, really. I always kind of had a slight, maybe, curiosity about it, but I just enjoyed training for training's sake. I enjoyed my food. Like, I was still 97. I never got below 90 training, and I was training six days a week, like like I do now. I, tra- mm-hmm. I was training like a fighter. I was fit, yeah. as fit as the fighters. But because I was... I, I wrote an article on it, like, you can't out-train a bad diet. And... It's it, you can't, mate. It, it's the truth. It's trust gospel. me. I know. Welcome and, to my life. And, Fully aware. <laughs> so it's so it kind of that you make that change, and I don't know. You know, like I still eat like an absolute pig, but it's it's somehow kind of leveled off by the work that I now put in in the gym. I suppose. So like, daily. I don't what, know. What kind of foods were you eating back then? So like, obviously, you're training for quite a long time. You're doing serious six sessions a week but the weight's not coming off too much. Yeah. It's like how many, like, were you even tracking calories? Were any nutrition? No, but I was working, mate, I was working. So at this point I was working in the bank. I had no kids, no responsibility, comfortable wage coming in. Like I was, I was getting the, I was getting off the train. I was getting a latte. I'd maybe go get a bacon mm. sani, a bacon and egg sani from the local, from the Tommy's. I'd go to Tommy's and get my bacon and egg sandwich and I'd go and then I'd maybe go to, Greg's or McDonald's or somewhere on my, on my dinner and then somewhere I'd come quick. home and I'd be eating shit. So somewhere quick, yeah, you get half an hour, 45 minutes for your lunch. So it's not, it's not ideal, is it? Yeah, yeah. But it's that day in, day out over the space of four or five years that eventually became the problem. Awesome, um, awesome. Which, I mean, look, it, it happens so many of us, but it, it's interesting to see that when you're doing that much training, it still wasn't kind of curving it. So it's just... It's no, it, then, it really won't. And Craig, and Craig openly said to us, he called me the podge. Because like, <laughs> I, was, I, I was getting thrown in with all the, the fighters, like Gary Laws and Juan and everybody who was, who was fighting, Stretch even, my boss now. Um, I was getting thrown in with all of these guys, fat, overweight, and like, just blowing my ass out, but still technically being able to keep up with them. Because I kind of had that understanding of the sport. Do you know what I mean? Because it is yeah. a sport. And the scoring element of it and the movement and the, all of that side of it you can you can try and play with at that point yeah no i get it i get it awesome 
Um, so then what changes? So you decide you're going to actually pursue it as a, I suppose, for you, would you consider it your primary career now? Is it like, what, what's it to you? Um, it's, it's, it's the long game. Yeah. Is what it is. Because I know that in, I know that in 15 years time I'll be coaching. So that's where I see it. I mean, by day now, I'm a videographer. So, so when I left Fight Record, I'd also quit my job to, like, my day job two weeks before my first fight. So yeah. it all kind of came to this big pinnacle moment of the, my first fight, um, which was of 2018, December 2018. Um, and I kind of went, self, I went self-employed with my media background and started making videos for people. Um, decided decided that I was just going to become a self-employed videographer, and to be honest, I hadn't really done that much video, so it was kind of a bit a, a stupid. Like when I look back at it, it was quite stupid to be honest. But now, like a year on a year down the line, like I'm working full time as a videographer, earning what I was at the bank. So I'm doing what I've set out to do. I've achieved that professionally. Um, and I'm growing in that respect and the business is doing well. It's a nice little startup business and it's all conceptual. It, like I work with a lad from the gym who I trained with before. It's, it's his, his startup company. So it's, um, it's exciting in that respect as well as then fat lad on the side that, that that's like my, my evening. It, it's not even, it's more than a hobby. It's, it's part of me in it. Like I need to go yeah. training. I can't not go training because I, we've got a staffy called Martha and if she don't get out for a couple of hours she starts fizz popping that's what we call it and that's what I do like I start going a bit nuts if I don't train for a couple of days do you know what I mean yeah 100% because you need, it just levels you out it just completely just levels you out it's a chemical balance it's it's it is what it's what your brain needs like you can and I wrote this in a post the other day like you can go in having the worst day but come out feeling completely different just because you've had those there we go those micro those micro accomplishments um, very good man you just seem like you've just absolutely immersed yourself in it like you know when you just see someone they're just buzzing by their career buzzing by everything around them like you just seem so positive full of energy are you just like this all the time since it's you made annoying, that switch isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's really annoying yeah yeah i think it's quite infectious i mean i was prepping for the podcast and i was saying oh my god like this dude has some serious energy when i look at your stories on instagram and all that stuff and i was saying it like it's what is it it's about half past nine at night and i'm like all right i need to get the coffees into me need to be upbeat i need to be ready first podcast to 2020 we need to be good to go so i'm still i'm still not matching you i feel like I'm i'm real mellow and dull and you're just like energy well, do you know what? Like five minutes before you text me, I was literally spaced, not spaced out, but I was sat really chilled out on the sofa and you texted. I was like, shit. Like, oh yeah, I've got to turn that on now. So literally just before I fired it up, I was like, are you ready then? <laughs> so it kind of, there is an element of it that is, um, you turn it, you, you've got to present a mode sometimes, haven't you? And the, some of the questions are structured uh, or the answers to certain questions are structured, you know? So one thing I noticed is when I, it's, it's, a, it's a nice little format that you've got in the, in the way that it is just a chat. But when, when I first started, I made the mistake of 
setting out questions. The, my first ever podcast that I did was with Liam Harrison. Ooh, and I had, and I, had, I had 10 questions wrote out. And like, I listen back to it now. And it's like, question, answer, question, answer and it lasted it did last about 30 minutes and and because i was obviously shitting my pants because i was talking to liam fucking harrison like i was i was like question answer, and i, I really kind of reg- not regretted it because your first one's always shit but oh, always yeah and it, it it was yeah a big learning curve because then i sharply realized that that's not the way that you should be doing it should be doing it and then it was that more of the free, free flow format. But now I just end up talking to my phone. I don't really interview that many people anymore. I see. Um, it, it, it kind of takes up so much time. I mean, like, I, I think this is my first podcast since, like, November last year. So it's like I do it for a few months, pack in as many interviews as possible, take a micro break, and then you go back to it. Because, I mean, like, even I, I feel like it just starts overflowing. Like, I was on to you about an interview, and I was like, all right, I got you in the books. And then next thing, three more down the line in the next two weeks suddenly appeared, and I'm like, I've gone from nothing to everything. I need to do all my yeah. prep, all my research. And I mean, when you're, you're working, you're fighting, you're training, like you, you can't keep it all up at once. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a time where the podcast can be a priority, but right now I'd imagine you're how many days a week are you training? Like it must be. Well, I've just, work. I've, I've just got these. I've just come back yesterday uh, on Monday. It was the first day back after the Christmas break. So, um, yeah every day now man i've got I've, we've just had that announcement of the of the tournament and stuff so so for those that don't know lob your big announcement out to us go on what's going on with you in 2020 you've got some big plans big plans so the overall aim was to have five fights that's 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 the overall aim um and we'll, we'll have some fun along the way but we've got i, I went into the gym on, on monday and um Craig lined us all up and he was, he was asking like, well, he, he sat us down, we finished sparring and he sat us all down. And he was like, right, put your hand up if you want to fight. And like everybody put the hand up. So like it was literally all but three. So he stood us all up and went down as all, got all the records, did it, gathered all the information. And literally then on Tuesday we came in, I got, a, I got a message on Tuesday afternoon at work, pinged up Facebook, what's that? Craig Jones never messages me to say hello. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, what is this that he's messaging me if I join a fight 8th of Feb? So I like, yeah. So sorry, I can't. So literally, <laughs> like, I, I, I'll show you. I'll, sh- I'll show you the message. It was yes. And then I got thinking, right, what way is it? What, where is it? Uh, like, the initial reaction was yes. Do you know what I mean? Instantly, and then grin, started and asking then... all the questions. What? Then the shit gets in the way and you're going, oh, fuck, I need to stop. And then, it, and then it goes like that. It goes, because he goes, 72.5. I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Um, four-man tournament. I'm like, yeah, that sounds ace. We'll do that fighting twice in one night. That sounds wicked. Uh, pro-am rules. I'm like, uh, what? So do you know Do, do you know a little bit? So I, I watch fights and stuff like that. And I'm more of a major UFC guy than I would be Thai boxing. But okay. at the same time, I'd be slightly familiar, but look, let's just say chances are 95% people aren't. So why don't you explain yeah. a little bit, just layman's terms? So it, it's not even in layman terms. So there's a, there's a ranking system. Uh, it's N classes, entry level, C classes without shim. So N classes with shin pads, gloves, yeah. um, no elbows, no knees to the head. Um, generally five, one and a half minute rounds. 
C-class, you take the shin pads off. So it's still no elbows, no knees to the head. Five one and a half minute rounds. And then you've got B-class, um, which is knees to the head, but you've got five two-minute rounds. Then you've got A-class, which is full tie rules. So that's five three-minute rounds, elbows, knees to the head. It's just full tie rules. Then you've got this like little floater in the middle of B and A class, uh, okay. which is which is pro arm, which is kind of full tie rules with elbow pads. Over generally, it's over. F if it's over five rounds, it's two minutes. If it's over, if it's three minutes, it's two. It's three rounds. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. So if I it's over you. five rounds, it's two minutes. If it's over three rounds, it's three minutes. Um, so, and that's full tie rules with elbow pads. And that's what I'm fighting. So, but all of my other fights have been C-class up to now. So it's quite a big step up for me to, it's a big, it's a big step up for me to now be fighting at that level. Do you know what I mean? And you don't have that long to prepare. So what, what's your camp looking well, we, like now? Intense training. So like, are you, are you straight off? I mean, look, it's after Christmas. I think we've all probably overindulged in the food. And do you know booze. what? So that, so the tournament that I'm fighting in, right? I know this. I know the guys that are fighting in it. So Luke Nichols, like one of the lads, is Luke, Luke Nicholson, and I'm I'm good friends with him, man. Like I speak to him every day on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. a friend, and it's mad. And like Mark Tate, I sparred with him before when I went over to Kendall. So I've got quite a I've got a little bit of knowledge of what he's like, um, and the the guy who dropped out, and and I know I know Jake very very well, but obviously I'm replacing him, so. Um, he's not fighting anymore. But two of the lads I'm I'm quite familiar with, Luke, and it's really strange that I'm I'm gonna I might be having to I might be having to fight him. Which like is it's, it's like it's a movie really, storyline. Yeah, it's really bizarre, man. It's really bizarre. And literally we was having this conversation. And and this is this is where I'm at with the levels, because I thought that they were more experienced than me. I thought that they were a level above me. And when I've spoken to him, like he said to me, Well, I've only had five fights. I don't know whether he's telling me this because, like, he's, he's just telling me it to try and make me feel better or whatever. Getting but he was like, <coughs> he's, that's what it is. He's trying to make me, he's trying to, he's trying to be playing Mr. Nice Guy and he playing that game. But no, like, as soon as, as soon as I go in there, like, I'm going to, it's a funny switch, man. Like, everything. And, and, and this is, I've, I've took that from my inspiration of the, 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 the people who I've watched and just the sheer amount of videos that I've watched and shit and the interactions that I've had within the sport, you have to be bad intentional with it. You have to mean every fucking thing that you do. With, do you know what I mean? As much yeah. as it's a sport and you can play the points game, that still needs to be done with killer intent. Do you know what I mean? Like you have, they're coming for you. They are. They're, they're coming for you. And you've got to want to come up and want to take it to them. So in the lead up to this, and you've got your good buddy you talk to all the time on Instagram, are you going to cut that back a little? Are you going to be focusing the mindset on, I need to take this guy's head off in there? Or are you just going to keep it nice and casual, full of beans, full of energy, and then fight day, that's when the switch clicks? Well, it must, yeah. Yeah, because it does, I mean, <coughs> in my head, it doesn't really matter who you put in front of me. If I've got to fight you, I've got to fight you, I'll still fight you. You could be my best friend, and I'd still fight you. I'm, I'm fighting for a grand, do you know what I mean? A grand had sought me right out now, just after Christmas, skin. Like, it'd go down an absolute tree. And, 
yeah, it's a good opportunity for me to display them. Just put on a show. It's an entertainment. It's an entertainment business. As much as much as I'm saying, going with this killer instinct of you've got to kill, you've then still got to think you are an entertainer. Jonathan Haggerty's got that down. Like he's got that down. He goes in with killer, killer instinct. That man is a bad, bad man. Harrison, Liam Harrison, he's a bad man. But like outside of the gym and after the bells rang, you see everyone hugging it out and. And even just having a bit of crack with the weigh-in, like when the weigh-in the day before and stuff like that, they're all around and I'm too, I'm too, like, now let me, how are you doing to not go over and speak to him? It's weird. That's good though. I think you need that. I think if your personality is a nice guy, trying to go in there like you're a bit of a prick and try to be mean to guys, it's, it's not genuine. It's not you. So just to go in as you. Well, Craig said that. You're going to be comfortable. It's probably going to be where you're at your best. Craig said that. So when I, when I was, um, waiting for uh, in my first fight I was waiting for Raddick to come in and I was stood there in the corner and I was giving him the eyes do you know what I mean and Craig was like don't fucking do that dumb it was like that's <laughs> not you is it do you know what I mean and he, and he said he goes that's not you don't do that and 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 yeah that that flicks that flicked that switch and I, I didn't do that since and it's funny like it's the it's well it's an ego thing isn't it it's all about the ego but I don't know. I've just realised, what I've realised most recently is that I invest a lot of money to do it. I pay my gym membership. I pay for the food, pay for the travel to the gym. Like, I've got a few, well, I've got a few sponsors on board, but that goes on, like, the other bits that I want to pursue with Fat Lad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the development side of it. Um, I mean, you're playing the long game here, so you're, you're, you're juggling a lot of things. It all can't be focused on the one thing. So yeah. you know, there's a lot going on. So look, talk to me a little bit about fight camp. Like for someone who's completely unfamiliar, I've never yeah. done one, never done anything near that kind of preparation over a four week period. So yeah. like training hours, how many hours a week are you putting in? What kind of sessions are they? Is there a lot of sparring? And then talk to me a little bit about the nutrition. I mean, like, okay. is it a severe difference to what you're on at the moment? Like lately is it just going to be, a yeah, well, well lately. Yeah. Cause it's been Christmas. I've been, yeah. And that's it. But that means that we're soon, like now that I've tightened it up and we'll tighten, continue to tighten it up, like it, it'll go like that quite quick. And it does. So like I generally walk around at about 77 anyway. So it's not a big drop down for me to 72. I could do that in a week. Yeah. Um, but it's just the, you need to be building up the machine. You need to fuel the machine correctly. And if we talk, we'll talk about nutrition real quick before we go into fight camp. You need to fuel the body correctly for it to be able to perform in the gym. So if you, I mean, if you're eating a McDonald's before you go in, um, it just may, it helps you make better life decisions in general. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, yeah. So a, one analogy is you wouldn't fuel a rocket with petrol from Asda. You'd get rocket <laughs> fuel for it. But that's, but people work a sedentary, however, however many percentage of people work a sedentary job. What you're asking your body to do is, is quite strenuous, isn't it? Like, training five six days a week that's heavy it's it is quite heavy you're running in the morning or will be running in the morning um i'm running in the morning um training two hours on a night generally every Um, night or do you take any nights yeah and i mean some yeah monday to friday i go a training um and then saturday sunday i get a morning session in so I'm, I'm, I train seven days a week, really. Jeez, man. That's intense. 
for like two yeah about things. two hours a day and then like how's that structured are you talking is there a little bit of i suppose fitness training is it all sparring? yeah is it so, all so how do you break I, that down yeah so, so it completely breaks down so um, Monday to Friday, I could, I'll tell you the classes. Awesome. So uh, on, on a Mondays, uh, Monday, it's fund, fundamentals first. Um, then it goes into uh, pad work and sparring and then bag blast at the end. So your fundamentals is it broken down to your bog, bog, bog basic. It's very, very, ex- so, like it's just fundamentals, name is the tin. Pad work and sparring is what it is you do few rounds you do a few rounds sparring few rounds pads or vice versa or what he did to us this week which is after christmas and it's punishment it's going to be building up on it is double right one left and shane it's disgusting so double right one left we did it for six we did it for six six rounds six one minute rounds so you go double right one left like power so you go strong uh, strong and fast and that's power Strong and fast, power, strong and fast, power, strong and fast, power. Do that for a minute. And we'll work that up to six threes, six three-minute rounds. And that alone gets you just absolutely shredded. It's yeah, disgusting. No, no wonder you have the shaved head. You just must be absolutely sweating buckets. Absolutely. But that's that, that, So then you do the bag blast after that. Uh, so it's all so pretty then, intense stuff. There's nothing kind of like you go from a quite a, I suppose, the fundamentals, low down, kind of, I suppose, very specific into stuff yeah. that's just going to burn you out get you fit for the fight and also work uh, on the technical well well yeah so i mean well yeah but i mean that beginners did that like that was after beginners did so like yeah. you had you had first timers doing double right one left it's just fitness it i mean when i so say that's that the it's priority hard, when i say it's hard graft like you, you go to your own ability so if there's somebody there blowing their ass out they're only going to go to what their body is able to provide them do you know yeah. what I mean? So you push because you're always tired and that's the beauty of it. It never gets easier. You can train for 25 years and it still be as difficult as it was on the first day that you walked in to some degree in relevance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Isn't, at the end of the day, even from your last fight to this fight, you're climbing the levels. It's all getting a bit more intense. There's a bit more training involved. It's, it, but seems, it's like, it, it seems like you're climbing the ladder slowly. Um, yeah, well, to be honest, I think I've been thrown in quite the deep end on this one. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a big challenge, mate. Like it's a big step up to to be fighting elbows and full tie rules, knees to the head at five. So in this form, Antonio, that's coming up, it's fighting twice in one night. It's gonna the first round, uh, three, three twos. Second round is five twos. So it's kind of gonna be it's gonna be quite intense. And is that gonna, if you win your first fight, you're on to the second, or you guarantee yeah. two fights anyway? No, if you win the first fight, you're on to the second. Awesome. So very, if you, and then cool. if you win that one, you win the person, the prize. And where where's this on? Is it on in kind of a, a small arena in Newcastle? I'm not really too sure. Or um, is it? No, it's in, it's in Witness. It's in Liverpool. Awesome. Just outside of Liverpool. Um, I'm not really too sure of the venue. I don't know, mate. God, you don't even um, care. They just give you the fight and you're like, okay, four weeks. We got this. That's it. I've got to do my thing, concentrate on what I'm doing. Very Um, good, man. Sharing my piece to my peeps and giving the fat lad fans some love, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But that's it. Like, it's, it's, uh, I enjoy the process. And I think more so after this fight, I've been able to reflect because I had, I was able to have a little bit more ring time. Like, it's, it's hard. 
Yeah. Because like, as, as much as I've had five fights, so I went the distance on my first one, went five rounds, loved it. Um, my second fight, I got knocked out in the second round. Um, big knee to the face. It was um, it was accidental, to be honest. The fight should have never really happened. I should have been pulled from it. Blah, blah, blah. But I, it didn't. And I put myself in there and I, I suffered a loss. But that's what happens. Um, third fight, I knocked him out. I, well, I didn't knock him out. I stopped him with leg kicks. Um, third, fourth fight, stopped him with leg kicks. Well, I stopped him with a body kick, actually. I popped his rib out in the first round. It was like oh, both, within, both within 45 seconds or so. Um, so that was, my, fir- that, so that was my, like, my third and my fourth. And then my fifth was, yeah, the five-round five round battle that I had most recently. And I got stopped. As much as, as, much as I got stopped in that five-round battle, like, there was 11 seconds to go, mate. We were just talking about it. It's funny. Um, yeah, there was 11 seconds to go in it. And... My coach said I give up. There was nothing left in us. I couldn't. There was nothing left in me to give, and that's what I said in my podcast. Like there was physically, I just couldn't couldn't do now. And then because I'm not replying, the refs obviously then called it off. There was a good yeah. thirty seconds where I was. I, he, I, he was just coming in with his hands like that, bah, 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 and I was just like covering up and no reply. So I got waved off. But then you see, as soon as it waved off, like I dropped to my knees, I was done. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, but it I was can't even imagine it to be honest. It sounds. But it was wicked. Intense. It was wicked. I loved it because it's. It, Do you know what's funny? If if you if you have you ever there's the picture of um. You can see me, right? Yep. There's a picture of us being announced the winner. And generally speak, generally so generally speaking, what you find is winner is like, yeah, elevated, and the guy who's losing is all like, oh shit, I've lost, right? I turn the blindness up so you can see. <laughs> You're only fucking delighted, mate. I'm at a whale of a time. <laughs> no, no one looks like that after a loss, though. It just shows just the positive attitude is just being. But even, but even, but even like his. Even his face there, like even even his his like in my mind, that person to me there is saying, Thank fuck that's over. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. It's funny because I actually I think I just started following you, I'd say probably two weeks before that fight. And it was just by pure coincidence. I think Liam Harrison reposted something you drew up. And I was like, This guy yeah, seems really. interesting. I'm like, I'm fat man talking, this guy's fat lad fighter. Let's see what's going on here. And then I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm liking this guy's message. And straight off, the vibe was just like, all right, this is someone whose story every day is going to motivate me. It's going to make me feel good. I'm going to keep on to this guy. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. It's, it's mad. And that's what I love about social, isn't it? And, and, and as much as it's got its downfalls and all shit like that, the ability to be able to connect people, if you're putting out the right message and you have the right intent, because I know that I don't, yeah, I've got the right intent behind me. It's coming from a pure place of joy and excitement and just pure love of the sport. And, and shows, man. And, 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 yeah, I just enjoy it. And my mum said, like, I just like the attention that people give us, basically. Like, I, I do, I feed off it. So it's, um, it's good. But because I, I generally talk about positive shit and I, I talk about building stuff up and... And it's that upward spiral that you create rather than the downward spiral that 
can so quickly happen, that the training and that something to look forward to and those daily goals that you're breaking and working towards. Because we only covered Monday there. So Tuesday, you've got fighters class and then beginners and then bag blast. Wednesday, you've got um, clinch, pads, um, bag blast at the end. Uh, Thursday, you've got fighters, beginners, bag blast, and Friday, it's just a, an hour session. It's like a, a mixed class. Saturday, smash up. On a Saturday, you do two hours fucking beating each other up. Mint. So, like, it's you're always breaking. And so, when you're sparring somebody more experienced than you, or even not, will use the more experienced than you. If you land something on them, if you if you if you jab land, land your right if you land your right hand or tease them and then land the uppercut, you feel good when you get it in on them. Like if I land something on my coach, I'm like, yeah, boy. And then I found out later that he's letting me land that because then he came back with that, 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 and I should be watching out for that. And he schools me, but I think in my head, like I've got that. Do you know what I mean? And then that creates that upward spiral of momentum. Yeah, and it's, it it just creates that confidence and belief in yourself that you can do it and that's where it has to come from because nobody else can fight for you it's you in that ring and nobody else is put nobody else is putting in the work and yeah i don't think it's anything if you haven't done it i don't think it's anything we're ever going to really understand i mean i watch fights like every weekend love it but i mean do i understand that mindset the same way you do probably not a chance no, but contextually, you can relate to something that you're passionate about. I mean, oh, you can then, I, I can imagine. So it's, it's still relevant to that. It takes that commitment. People sacrifice a lot for work. Traveling, doing all like If you're an area manager in a bank and you're passionate about that, then run with that. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's all that same message. It's, it's, if that makes you happy, keep doing that. Yeah, but at the same time, on an evening, you've got to look after yourself. So look, yeah, man. It seems and, like you've, and, you have and, a good bit of work. And another thing, you. sorry, another thing. Yeah, work well. Go on. No, no, you go first. I'll another save my that, question. Another thing that's transferable is um, the ability that it is that self belief. Because if you can, if you get told, right, do two hundred and fifty kicks each leg, and you go, oh my god, like. That is not good. But you do it. You break and you take it in steps. You might do five sets of 50 and it's disgusting. And you've pushed your body beyond what you thought could ever be capable of, right? Sally talking to Sandra about how much Lucy's pissed her off in the workroom becomes somewhat irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like why, why are you talking about that? Like, that's just, it's pointless. Because because you can overcome that. So, like, why would you want to spend that time creating that downward spiral when you can think about other things? So you'll replace that in my head in that, in that time that they're talking about that because I'm obsessed with biting. Like, I'll be moving my head, I'll be moving my feet, I'll be thinking, I'll be rotating my shoulders and stuff. Like, it never stops. Like, when I'm walking, I'll, I'll do a little skip because that's what we do. And I'll maybe fake a knee and take a step forward as though I'm walking. Do you know what I mean? And it, it's all them things that it just is never off the brain. That's quite it's cool. Not, it, just, it just shows just us an obsession insane. and a passion. Yeah. It, very, very cool, man. It has to be, doesn't it? So, like, we're, we're just come to the end of 2019. 
and you have a big year ahead, say, fast forward to a year's time, what's your ideal situation? How many fights would you like under the belt? Where do you want the blog and the website to kind of be going? Talk to me a little bit about if, if everything goes somewhat to plan, nothing ever goes fully to plan, yeah. where do you see yourself a year down the line? And we're going to do another podcast then, and we're going to see how it goes. Yeah, man. I I love that. I, I would really like that. Um, at least 10 fights. 10 fights this but, year or 10 fights total? Total. Like, so, okay. so you've five, done five. Another, another five fights this year. So I started, I started in December of um, 2018. My target was to have five fights before December 19. Accomplished. So then I wanted, I wanted to replicate that and get yeah. another five fights in. Um, but that's looking like it could happen sooner rather than later. All being well. And, and I could have three before the end of, uh, before the end of February next month. Quite cool. So it's, it really is. It's exciting. So the website and stuff, I just want to continue, continue connecting with people. Like I'm making, I'm making some quite good growth at the minute. I'm working with a guy on my Instagram um, who's really helping me. Michael, thank you. If you, if you end up listening, um, I appreciate the, the help and support that he's, he's given me because he has really helped us grow. Like within the past three months, it's kind of, um, there has been a, an upward trend, which has been good. And the engagement's got a lot higher. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I'm connecting with my audience a lot more because I've started. So here's a little plug. If you want to come on, if you, if, if on your morning commute, you're a little bit bored and you want to see this bald headed, crazy fool driving to work. I do a live Q and a every morning on my way to work on Insta. Um, so I just literally spend the 45 minutes um, that it takes me to get to work just having a chat with people and like and Hursty and, and all of these guys that come in now Rich and um, all of these guys that come in I'm getting to know them and obviously then when I'm posting fights they're, they're saying oh, I'm, I'm up in Scotland I'll come over it'll be meant to see you like Jackie's just said he's going to come over and see us um, so yeah it's, it's and Jay so all these fighters who I'm connecting with um, who are all at a similar weight it's weird so Jay Nolan Ellis Cook um, Jack so all of these guys who, who I'm connecting with we've created like a little circle of us and we're all at a similar weight but it's, uh, it's, it's quite funny that we all tease each other quite regularly do you know what I mean yeah. I was having a chat with Ellis yesterday and uh, we were talking about who he's, who he's going to be looking at fighting and so on and so forth and I was like well I said me and you might be meeting sooner rather than later you never know and <laughs> I'll be coming for you fool like that and you know it's just a bit of like it's a bit of cracking between us and I don't know whether other people do that, but it's it's fun for me. I quite I quite enjoy it. Like I don't really I don't really know, but I just I enjoy that connection, and it's that thing in common. Like n- nobody else can get what training's like. And when you and then they'll text you, "How was training today, mate? Oh, it was disgusting. Like he had us doing this, this, and this. And the way that you talk about things is um, maybe slightly different to the way that you talk to somebody who doesn't understand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I get you. It's kind of um, a circle. So yeah, look, that's quite cool though. I, I love the way you kind of, you've a good, decent idea of what you want from the year and clearly so I mean, you're, you're trying growth. to get it early as well. Growth, mate. It's early in my journey. I'm only, it's, it's my, t- I'm coming into my second year of fighting. So I'm early in my journey. I'm being patient with it. It's, it's, I want to get to 10 fights and see where we're at. I might, my life might change and I might not be able to train tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? 
is I take, every, I take every day as it comes and enjoy it for what it is. I really do. I, I, I really just enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, good. man. I, I love that attitude. I love the just the positivity. It's just immense. So look, um, before you kind of go, because I know it's late. It's like ten o'clock. You're just after a serious amount of training. What What's the blog? What's the website? What's the Instagram? Plug it all, so at least all of my listeners can take a look, feed off that energy, and whether they're fight fans or not, I feel like they're definitely going to connect with you. I just feel yeah, like the, the attitude is just immense. Oh, I appreciate that, Shane. Thank you. It's uh, just Fat Latter Fighter. You can search it anywhere and everywhere and it will come up. So my website is muaythaiblog.co.uk. Um, but I've changed the tagline and the title. So if you search Fat Latter Fighter, it'll come up on, on Google and stuff. So um, Fat Latter Fighter on Instagram. I've, I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. YouTube's Muay Thai Blog, to be honest, if you wanted to watch us on YouTube. If you missed the live videos, that's where I'm downloading them and re-uploading them too um they're a bit shit quality but if you want to watch it people want to watch it i don't know they might tune in for a few minutes do you know like as you do you might hopefully people go for a bit of a nose you know they just kind of get your views up a little well that's it and they might they might subscribe i mean the the channel's got 350 subscribers i don't know how but it it kind of it it somehow did it did okay so i'm gonna start posting i started toying with some video today actually because that's what i do for a day job videography so i could in theory be making some sick old videos for myself when i get in on the night but mate by the time i get in i'm just fucking shattered i just want to go chill out and go to bed so it's there, there is all of that possibility that needs fire. Well, it needs firing up. I'm starting writing a lot more. I'm updating the website a lot more. This is one of my goals for this year, um, to kind of be just be active because I enjoy writing. It's it's kind of therapeutic. I just it's my way of talking in words. <laughs> it's just another way of me communicating with someone, isn't it? That's good. It so seems like with, with it, the energy, you need to get out on all platforms anyway. You have to type it out. You have to talk it out. You have yeah, to video. Right. You have to train. I really do. It's so it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Now that's but, awesome, man. Well, look, it's a seriously. curse. <laughs> I, I think it's quite cool. Look, thank you so much for coming on. Wish you best Mate, luck. Yeah, best luck, and uh, look, everyone, Dan Platt, go follow his Instagram. It's seriously worth it, mate. I thanks so much. It, I really appreciate it.